ESPN. ESPN. Lafayette, the best ticket in sports. Great Scott! The Great Scott Show. And as they head into the final furlong, all of the other radio stations and radio hosts are left in the wake of a keen turn of speed by the Great Scott Show, the champion. With Scott Prather. Steal the show. Hello, everybody, and welcome in to the Great Scott Show on a Monday. Coming off of championship weekend, coming off of a weekend where many of you were placing legal sports bets from the comfort of your couch, chair, wherever you were, right on your phone. How'd you do? How'd you do? I, I... Shoot, Chiefs money line, easy money, right? Niners plus three and a half, yeah. Got that one, barely, but got it. Although they didn't win the game, they covered. What? For the NFL, it was not as good of a weekend as it was last weekend, and yet everyone said last weekend it was the best playoff weekend ever. But notice that today in this morning, no one's talking about last weekend, which means yesterday was pretty dang good. For the first time since the 88 season in the year of our Lord, 1999, the Cincinnati Bengals are in the Super Bowl. The Cincinnati Bengals are in the Super Bowl. This is a team that last year was 4-11-1. I mean, this is wild, man. This is wild. I get it, Joe Burrow. Devastating injury last year, right? Bengals season kind of falls apart. Heck, the year before that, they were 2-14. and 14. They get the number one overall pick. They get Joe Burrow. They, they, he tears his ACL and his MCL in week 11. And now you go to today, and that team is in the Super Bowl. Say what you want. You didn't see this coming before the season. Chiefs in the championship game? Sure. Niners, Rams? Why not? Bengals? <laughs> right. Yeah, right. Right. Sure. Sure. I mean, it's wild. And then yesterday, for like a, almost an entire first half, the Bengals O line, they just no rhythm. The Chiefs are going up and down the field, long drives. It's 21-3. to three. And uh, as as one of our listeners and, and occasional guests, my friend Chris Lano, pointed out, some, some jabroni put down a $200,000 bet at Caesars Sportsbook 
at the two-minute warning of the first half. Kansas City was up 21-3. to He put down a $200,000 money line bet, which the payout at that point is not big. If the if if the the Chiefs win, he would get ten grand. Pretty risky to put down two hundred thousand, and yet do you realize how many people, if you had told that to, would have been like, "Well, yeah, I mean they're going to win." It's twenty-one to three. Chiefs are going up and down the field. You're like, oh, I hope the next game's good. I was I, I got a te- I mean I got a text from Lynn Lynn Bird he's like looks like your bet's gonna stick I'm like eh, let's just why don't you just wait buddy just wait and see and from the the last play of the first half on it was it was the Bengals show man the Chiefs scored three points the rest of the game and it was on the final play of regulation or yeah final play of regulation. Harrison Butker kicked a 44-yarder. And then the and then the Bengals send out a backup quarterback who calls heads for some reason. They lose the toss and the and the Chiefs are sitting there and they're cocky about winning the toss and everyone out there is like, "Oh, here we go again." It's like, "Why why would you say that because the Chiefs haven't done anything since the final play of the the first half that is like that that is Chiefs like." That makes you say, oh, yeah, this team, they got it. Because the Chiefs, first drive, 11 plays. They they they, they defer. Bengals go three and out Chiefs. 11 plays, 84 yards, touchdown. Bengals field goal. Chiefs, seven plays, 75 yards, touchdown. Bengals punt. Chiefs, eight plays, 72 yards, touchdown. Bengals were struggling. They get a touchdown. It was a screen play where the, the, the Chiefs defense just busted. You're like, oh, 21 to 10. I mean, there's there's 65 seconds left. I'm sure the Chiefs will score a touchdown again. But from that point on, everything about the game was different. It was kind of similar to the Chiefs-Bengals game in week 17. It was a tale of two halves. But, like, what, why, when there's a damn Super Bowl appearance on the line, why are you getting too cute? Why? The Chiefs got too cute. End of the game, they got too cute again. How many of you out there know who Lou Anarumo is? Anybody? Anybody know that name? Coach Lou Anarumo. Anybody? He is the Cincinnati Bengals defensive coordinator. I mean, heck, talk about the Bengals coaching staff. Many of us could not identify them if they just walked into a room right now. I mean, Zach Taylor. Do you guys know what Zach Taylor looks like? You watched that Rams-Niners game, the NFC Championship game. You saw Kyle Shanahan, who looks like he would be on one of Rob Rob Deerdeck's MTV vehicles, one of his shows. You see McVeigh constantly. All right, guys, come on, let's let's hold it together, Matt. And of course, you see Andy Reid a ton. Remember, do you even know what Zach Taylor looks like? Anyone? Thirty-eight-year-old from Oklahoma, just. And most of you, I would say, all of you didn't know the name Lou 
Anarumo when I mentioned it, but Cincinnati's defensive coordinator. The Bengals in the second half changed their defensive game plan entirely. They dropped eight. They rushed four. Pretty much almost just about all of the second half. And and in Mahomes, he scrambled around. He did his thing, but he just he looked for the big play. He admitted it in the post game. He was looking for the big play way too many times rather than just check it down. Tom Brady retired, or did he? But one thing Brady did great in his career, you remember the big moments, you might remember the gates, whatever. But one thing he did that didn't didn't get celebrated because there's nothing sexy about it was the check down, check down, check down. The reason he and Breeze completed so many passes for so many yards was take what the defense gives you. Kansas City did not do that in the second half. Mahomes admitted it. The Chiefs gave that game away in a lot of ways. At the end of the first half, either take a field goal, take a field goal, or if you're going to call a play with five seconds left from the two, Make it quick. Make it quick. You don't have to get cute. Eli Apple, who got roasted all in the first half up until the final play, a lot of of you don't like Eli Apple. He made that tackle on Tyreek Hill. He played good in the second half with the exception of that dropped-in INT, and he's letting everybody know about it online. He and his mom, they're going after Eli Apple's not just calling out the city of New Orleans and New York City anymore. He's just Tweeting literally at Tyreek Hill, calling him a baby and all this other stuff. Cincinnati gave the game away. Excuse me, Kansas City gave the game away, and Cincinnati also completely took it. And Joe Burrow, I mean, he's just incredible. He's incredible. The guy, two playoff games of this guy leading his team to a walk-off game winner. Did Kansas City choke or did the Bengals take it? It was a bit of both, guys, but... but, Come on. When Kansas City's up 21 to 3, are you seeing that coming? Burrow on the 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 go ahead drive in the fourth. Where they actually went up 24 to 21. They were eerily close to going 3 and out. I mean, it was it was still early in the fourth quarter at this point. Eerily close to going three and out, and then Burrow scrambles for the first down. Three plays later, third and seven, he does it again. And then Cincinnati, they get down to the KC 34, and McPherson nails a 52-yarder. And at that point, you got Tony Romo. Hey, six minutes left here, guy. Oh, Jim, I don't know, Jim. Uh, Jim, I'm not sure. Romo, Romo, I, everyone seems to love Romo. Romo's good at explaining stuff. I get it. But he needs to let the game breathe a little bit. Something he's not good at, in my opinion, as a color analyst. Just sometimes it's good to just, let the moment speak for itself in the really big moments. 
But the Chiefs, there they are. Right down the field. They get a they had it first and goal from the five in the first half, come away with nothing at the end of the first half. Here they are again, first and goal from the five. Kelsey reaches out for that huge first down. The Bengals have to use their timeouts. A touchdown gives them the lead, and they're kind of being cute with it. And you have Romo, eh, maybe you just want to take it down to like the one. I, I don't know, Jim. First and goal at the five. McKinnon rushes for a yard. Timeout Cincinnati. Let's get Mahomes on the shotgun. Oh, he sacked. Loss of five. Let's run time all the way down. Kansas City calls a timeout. Mahomes, 15-yard loss. Sack. Be aggressive. Just score. They got too cute. Then they get to OT. And everybody, I mean, everyone's like, oh, here we go again. Thank goodness Mahomes threw that pick. Oh, my God. If if the Chiefs had won, even Sean Payton's out there tweeting right out the gate, if Kansas City goes down the field and scores here, guaranteed the overtime rule will change. Well, they didn't. And everybody was acting really cocky after the Chiefs won the toss like it was over. And I'm like, they haven't. They've scored three points the entire second half. And the Chiefs drop eight, rush four. Mahomes goes for the big one. Picked off Von Bell. Shout out Von Bell. Mahomes, couple big plays. McPherson, who just can't miss. I love the, the Bengals' Twitter account likes to remind everyone, yeah, y'all all bashed us for drafting a kicker. That's why you draft a kicker. If you have good special teams, name me a Super Bowl champion that didn't have really good special teams. I'll wait. I did the Packers in. It's been a big reason why Cincinnati is somehow in the Super Bowl. And, you know, the Chiefs, as as great as they are, and I was wrong. I thought the Chiefs minus seven. Oh, give me that. Poof. And they, went, they lose straight up. But the Chiefs, to have been to four consecutive AFC title games, lost two of them, won two of them, won a Super Bowl, lost the Super Bowl, but in the two championship games they lost, you had a guy line up off sides. Otherwise, the game would have been over. And then yesterday, they're, they're, they, they got too cute. Know the moment. Know the moment. I remember when the Warriors blew a 3-1 lead to the Cavaliers in late. Am I? I don't I think it might have even been in game seven. One of those games, they're looking to go up big three. They're on a fast break, and they try this behind the back pass because that's what they do, and that's what they've done, and it's the Warriors, and now turnover out of bounds. They end up losing a close game. They blow a three one series lead. Cleveland, Ohio gets a championship. Boy, Cleveland, Cleveland was taking some taking some strays yesterday. 
the other team in Ohio is in the Super Bowl. Odell Beckham Jr. is in the Super Bowl and played well in the game. He wasn't looking good for Cleveland there. Anyway, my point is, in the really big moments, you don't want to get super tight, right? You want to be loose, but there's a fine line between being too cute and just plain winning football. The Bengals did it. Talk about playing with house money. Talk about playing with house money. Yes, I'm sorry. I keep saying... (laughs) I keep saying they dropped four. Excuse me. Drop seven, rush four. Drop eight, rush three. (laughs) Drop... Eight plus four equals 12. Thank you, Brad. Thank you. Sorry. You know what I mean, guys. Come on, it's early. It would help if they had had an extra guy on defense, I suppose. That's how you stop Mahomes and the Chiefs. No, but they dropped seven and they rushed, they, 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 uh, they rushed four the whole second half. And rather than take a lot of what was there, Mahomes is out there. And, and I, there was something... Chiefs just look, didn't look like the Chiefs. Trey Hendrickson, that dude's got a motor, man. I mean, there's so many plays where when he's rushing the quarterback, he ends up in the dirt, on the ground, and has a guy sitting on his head. In the very next play, it's like he's just all out. That guy is exhausted after every single play. He's a pro bowler. He's an elite pass rusher, and the Saints couldn't afford to keep him, and he is reaping the benefits with Cincinnati. That dude has now played, what, 11 playoff games or 12? He's played like a dozen playoff games. It's his fifth year in the league, and he's about to go to a Super Bowl. Good for him. Good for the Bengals. Good for Tyler Shelvin. Lafayette's own who back when he was at LSU would pick up Joe Burrow after a big win. They win at Alabama. He lifted him up on his shoulders yesterday. A win at Arrowhead. He's lifting him up on his shoulder. Shout out to um, to the Bengals, man. You know, you got a lot of, you got a lot of Louisiana uh, flavor on that team. There are some Louisiana tie-ins. On the Bengals. It's not just, oh, this guy played at LSU. It's Joe Burrow. No, there's, you got Tyler Shelvin, as I mentioned. That guy played at Northside and then at Notre Dame. Thaddeus Moss is on injured reserve, but he played at LSU. Of course, Jamar Chase from the West Bank played at LSU. Brandon Wilson, he's on injured reserve, but he he's from Shreveport, played at Houston. You saw Trent Taylor making plays yesterday. He had some big catches. Big catches. And you see him in the return game, right? That guy, that guy played at Evangel. He played at Louisiana Tech. And kind of has worked his way up from practice squad to key member. He 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 scored the two point conversion yesterday, which was big. Really big, really big moment, obviously. They don't get the two-point conversion. The whole game plays out differently. 
Cameron Simple, he's he's on the team. He played at Tulane. So you've got a number of players there, seven players on Cincinnati's roster with some Louisiana ties. And the Rams, you don't have as many. You have Andrew Whitworth, who will be the, the you know, he was the oldest man to ever start an NFL game at left tackle, and now he'll likely be the oldest to ever start a Super Bowl at left tackle. He's 40, just a behemoth of a man. Of course, you got Odell and you got Raymond Kale. Brobridge native, King Kale from his high school days at Cecilia. Standout running back and returner for Louisiana's Raging Cajuns on injured reserve. But, hey, the Rams win, he gets a ring. So you still have some Louisiana flavor in the big game again this year. Last year you had about 10 Louisiana tie-ins when the Rams, when the Bucks play the Chiefs, and this year you got 10 again. But a whole lot on the Bengals. Rush four, drop seven. Mike Brown. Mike Brown. If you think the owner of the... See, Mike Brown, the owner of the Bengals and that family, are known to be the cheapest in the NFL. Right? I mean, they are. And everyone's like, maybe maybe he'll change one day. He really needs to change. He really needs to spend more. He really needs to give them an indoor facility. He really needs to do things if they want to be taken serious and be a winner. They're in the Super Bowl now. You think that guy's going to change anything? No way, dude. Not, not, not a chance. He's probably looking how he can get tax credits because he's going to have to pay for all this travel and, and put the team up in a hotel for a week. He's 86. Good for him. He had Icky Woods. Icky Woods, friend of the program. Icky was on this show, this show a year ago. Icky's up there getting the Lamar Hunt trophy, handed it off to Mike Brown. Mike Brown is probably right now in an argument with his GM about like, wait, why can't we just take a bus to LA? We can just, we can just take a few buses. We've got to fly a plane. The Bengals, the Bengals have an outdoor practice facility. They have to cross the street to get to the practice field. If they have lightning, they can't practice. When it gets really bad, if they need to, they, they, they bus to the University of Cincinnati and they, they use their facilities. But that does not happen often at all. At all. Well, it's that temperature that... Um, that temperature that had him ready for yesterday. No, I, I, I think, I don't think. If you want to argue that because the owner was cheap, they were ready for that moment yesterday. Come on. That's a stretch. It's 20 degrees in Cincinnati. They're going to be getting ready for the Super Bowl this Friday. They're going to have a practice outside. And the low in Cincinnati this Friday is one. One degree. You don't think that team's, you don't think those players are going to be ready to get to L.A. and practice there? But hey. They're a win away. They are a win away. Hard to believe, man. Hard to believe. ESPN Lafayette, best ticket in sports. I'm Scott Prather. This is the great Scott show coming at you on a Monday morning. Speaking of weather, your weather forecast today, high of 70 
Increasing clouds. Cloudy. Chance of showers late. Low of 56. So, a bit warmer today than uh, than what it's been. Yesterday afternoon, it was nice, man. Watching that Cincinnati-Kansas City game outdoors. So that was the AFC side of things. What about the NFC side? Matt Stafford, talk about changing a legacy in a few weeks. Cooper Cup. The Rams finally getting one over on Kyle Shanahan. Jimmy Garoppolo reminding everyone exactly who he is. And a reminder of how much luck plays a fate in every legacy determined in sports. I'll explain. Don't go anywhere. This is the Great Scott Show. I'm Scott Prather. It's ESPN Lafayette, the best ticket in sports. What up, guys? It's Scott. You know I'm here to tell you about the DraftKings Sportsbook because it is officially live in Louisiana right now with mobile sports betting just in time for the big game. Right now, you can place a bet in Louisiana with DraftKings Sportsbook without leaving the comfort of your couch. To add to the excitement, DraftKings is going to give new customers a special offer. You don't want to miss it, guys. Bet just $5 or more on any playoff game and win 280 in free bets if your team is victorious. Use the promo code 1420. The wait's over. Head to DraftKings Sportsbook app now. It's live. You can do all kind of fun stuff like same game parlays where you combine multiple bets from the same game for that bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. DraftKings is safe. It's secure. It's reliable. And best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. It's simple. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code 1420 and get 56 to 1 odds on any team. Bet just $5 or more and win 280 in free bets if your team wins. That's promo code 1420 this week at DraftKings Sportsbook. 21 plus, physically present in Louisiana. Availability varies by parish. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for full terms and conditions. Licensee partner, Golden Nugget, Lake Charles. Gambling problem? Call 1-877-770-STOP. The biggest names in sports are talking to you every day on the Rich Eisen Show with me, Rich Eisen. I know! Every weekday from noon to 3, right here on ESPN Lafayette, ESPNLafayette.com, and the ESPN Lafayette app. This is the one place where you can really let the referees know exactly how you feel. This is NFL, which stands for not for long when you make them calls. ESPN Lafayette, ESPNLafayette.com, and the ESPN Lafayette app. Welcome back into the great Scott show. I'm Scott Prather coming at you on a Monday, the last day of January. Won't be long before the Diamond Sports are underway. Working on some interviews in the next week or two. 
UL softball coach Jerry Glasgow at some point, UL baseball coach Matt Deggs at some point, of course, associate head coach Anthony Babineau. Not going to be long. We'll, uh, if we have time, we'll get into some college hoops as well. Very disappointing loss Saturday night at the Cajun Dome for the Cajuns, no doubt about it. Gary Broadhead's squad Saturday afternoon had a nice win, dominant win. No team dominated yesterday on the NFL gridiron. Two three-point victories, one in overtime, the other in regulation. Ah, the Rams. You talk about legacies in sports. I was getting into a discussion last week with, was I don't remember if it was, I guess it was James, James Butler. It was about Eli Manning. People love to debate about Eli Manning, like a lot. He really is. Even though he hadn't played in a couple of years. But it was, you know, is he a Hall of Famer or not? I said he'll go into the Hall of Fame, and I don't think he ever played at a Hall of Fame level, but when you play for a long time at that position, and the he just kept saying two Super Bowls, two Super Bowls. I'm like, yeah, we put a lot in the Super Bowls. Too much, actually. I mean, if Jim Kelly doesn't lose four in a row and wins four in a row, people would talk about him as, oh, he might be the best quarterback ever. When Jim Kelly was a great quarterback, a Hall of Famer, but not that. What if he wins two of those or three of those instead of losing four in a row? His whole legacy is defined differently, and it's a team game. But that's how it goes, especially at the quarterback position. And Matt Stafford, having never won a playoff game in so many years in Detroit, now is in a Super Bowl in one year with the Rams. And he probably isn't in this game if the DB for San Francisco, Tart, DB, Tart, if he picks that off, I mean, heck, he could have called fair catch on that thing. It was just like a duck. That thing was a punt. There wasn't even anybody within like five yards of him. Just bonk. He muffed it like Akeem muffing the ball for the Rams back in the day. Drop the interception. He gets that. Niners win, most likely. They move on. It's all cool, Stafford. Well, he couldn't win the big one. There you go. Couldn't get it done. And yet here you are. Eli Manning threw a couple of balls in a Super Bowl and a championship game the year they won the Super Bowl and they were right in the hands of a DB. Boom, dropped it. And most people don't remember that. They just remember that Manning won two Super Bowls, as they should. I'm not saying everybody should remember every play that could have been negative and should have been negative for a quarterback when you talk about these things. Right? You got to be good, and you got to be lucky. And when those two things come together, you got a chance to win the big one. I'm no Rams fan, okay? I'm not. But I respect any franchise that goes all in, all chips on the table. People have been saying, oh, the Rams have been going all in for years. This year it was different. I mean, between Stafford and Odell and Von Miller. And you know what? To this point, it's worked. They're in the Super Bowl. I'm not going to hate on them for it. When you have a shot, when the window is there, do it. You know what's better than future assets and, and some salary cap space? 
You know what's better than that, guys? Winning a championship. Always better. Always better. You got to go for it. And they did. And it almost didn't work because they were facing off against the Niners and Kyle Shanahan, who had won six in a row against McVay. And, um, well, Jimmy G. Jimmy Garoppolo. Oh, Jimmy G needs more credit. Did you see him on the last two drives when he had a shot to close it, when he had a shot to win it, when he had a shot to either seal the deal or take a lead? It wasn't good. In fact, it was quite terrible. So bad that Shanahan didn't even want to go for it on fourth and two at the Rams 45. There's less than five minutes to go. And you punt it. From the 45. I'm sorry, not five minutes ago. What was it? There's like less than 10 minutes to go. Less than 10 minutes to go. 17 14. You're right there. And they don't go for it. And and look, we love Elijah Mitchell. I love Elijah Mitchell. The Rams were not letting the Niners run the ball in between the two tackles yesterday. But what do the Niners do really well? Run on the outside. Get creative. They had it second and one, and they give it to Eli up the middle. Nothing, loss of one. And they do it again. Do it again. Rams decide to have a stupid challenge. McVeigh needs to just he, he that guy shouldn't have any. He's he's on par with Sean Payton for just bad challenges. Where you just know it ain't gonna work. So there it is. Fourth and two, and they just line up. Maybe we'll try to draw them all sides. I mean, they, Jimmy G wasn't even out there trying to do anything. He was just, like, sitting there. And then they punt it. Right there. Right there. And what happens after they punt it? Stafford, I mean, honestly, it should have worked. Because two plays later, Stafford just heaves that ball way up in the air that was, again, like a, a, a sky pass. Might as well have been a punt. And that DB for San Francisco is not going to have an easier interception in his life. In his life. What is it? Jaquiski Tart was his name? And he was upset about it. He said, I deserve all the criticism my way. I mean, he dropped it. I guess DBs shouldn't be wide receivers, but or or field punts for that matter. Because that thing, that's probably the game right there, right? Feeling the pressure tonight. Stafford airs it out. Jefferson downfield. He's picked. No, dropped. Unbelievable. 
The Rams go down the field. They tie the game with a 40-yarder. Niners go three and out again. Rams go up three with less than two to play. And now they're going to the Super Bowl. Cooper Cup is the best wide receiver in the NFL right now. He's the best. The, the, it, when you are the guy on the team and the, the other team knows that's who they want to go to here. That's who they want to throw it to here. When everyone knows you're going to get the ball and you still manage to get it and make plays, I mean, what a postseason that guy's had. Holy cow. Matt Stafford, I know he's got kids. Maybe he should just legally change the name of one of his kids to Cooper. Whew. And so now you have it, Rams, Bengals in the Super Bowl. Who had that? For the season. Yeah, no. Go, go, go ahead and put your hands down. Go ahead and put your arm down. Some of you had Rams. They were, they were kind of a trendy pick. No one had the Bengals. And here we are. Coming up next, we're going to open up phone lines for you. I'll tell you the history that Joe Burrow can make. He has a chance to do something in 13 days that no one has ever done individually. No one. I'll tell you what that is in just a moment. We'll open up phone lines, 337-269-1077, 337-269-1077. Lot to get into. Another Saints assistant coach out there interviewing. Mickey Loomis had some comments about the Saints coaching search. We'll get into that as well. It's the great Scott show. In football hey, did you bet this weekend? Did you legally bet? Did you use DraftKings? Did you put in the promo code 1420? I was having a good time. I didn't hit on all my bets, but I had a good time with it. This is ESPN Live. You had the best ticket of sports. We'll be right back. ESPN. ESPN. Lafayette, the best ticket in sports. Hold it now. Welcome back into the Great Scott Show. Phone lines now open for you, 337-269-1077. Give me a holla. I want to talk about the championship games. Be safe out on the road, everybody. There is a vehicle accident reported 10 minutes ago on uh, corner of Johnson Street and Atlanta Drive. Be safe out there. If the Bengals somehow pull off a win in the Super Bowl in 13 days, 
Joe Burrow would become the first quarterback ever to win a Heisman, a national championship, and a Super Bowl. And he would do it all in three years. It's a pretty good stretch. It's a pretty good stretch. I mean, three seasons, really. A little over two calendar years when you think about it. But now, some other guys have done it before that weren't quarterbacks. Reggie Bush. Marcus Allen. But no quarterback has ever done it before. Even though I guess technically, well, Reggie didn't get to keep his highs, but shut up. You know what I mean. You know what I mean. Cam Newton came close, but couldn't get it done in the Super Bowl. There have been some others that have been to Super Bowls, like Cam. Heck, even Matt Leonard, though he was a backup with the Cardinals when it happened. But no one, none of them have won it. Can, can Joe continue to buck the trend? That's a pretty wild stat. That's a pretty wild stat. Uh, you can email the show as well. Scott at ESPNLafayette.com. That's the email address. And you can tweet us at ESPNLafayette. That is the handle. That is the handle. Let's get to the emails. Jacques emails. Scott, I heard what you were saying last week about Kyle Shanahan owning the Rams. Looks like you were wrong on that one, huh? I mean, he didn't own them yesterday. I was wrong. Thought the Rams would, uh, excuse me, I thought the Niners would win straight up. I did bet on them to cover. Niners plus three and a half. That's still cashed out. Think about Shanahan is in a really, really big game. When the season is on the line, he has a history of, of, of struggling late. Now, it didn't happen in the regular season finale, and all Saints fans were watching hoping it would. But when you look at blown leads in big moments in just recent history, and I mean big moments, Shanahan has been a part of those. The last four times a team has blown a double-digit lead in the fourth quarter. Three of those four times, Kyle Shanahan was involved. Three of those four times, Kyle Shanahan was involved. Like, that's that's not just a coincidence. I mean, you've got... Come on now. You got you got a body of work there. You know what I mean? You guys remember? One of them was when Shanahan was DOC for the Atlanta Falcons. They had a 28 to 9 lead in the fourth quarter. They lost. He was the head coach of the 49ers against the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. They had a 10-point lead in the fourth quarter. They lost. He was the head coach of the Rams yesterday. They had a 10-point lead in the fourth quarter. They lost. The last four times the team has blown a double-digit lead in the fourth quarter in the postseason, Kyle Shanahan has been involved every time. 
I should have put more stock in that. And I guess that's the big thing in regards to the Super Bowl, which, you know, we're not going to break down the matchup much this week. We'll do that more next week. But if it comes down to, like, late-game decision-making, you trust the guy who's been in the league for two years and Joe Burrow more than, you know, heck, you trust Zach Taylor more than you trust Big Faye. Oh, they won yesterday. I mean, they, they, they a little bit of panic there. Some of those challenges by McVay. Panic moves. And Stafford, I mean, the guy threw some really terrible. He tied, he, he tied for the league lead with 17 interceptions this year. And he threw a horrible pass that Jaquiski Tart just, you know, is going to have nightmares about the rest of his life. I could have caught that interception. I mean, you guys go to Saints games, you know, the cash catch that they do at halftime of Saints games, which they've done for, geez, I don't know, 30 years. A lot of times you'll see a contestant go out there and they'll catch the first two. And then the last one's tough. They lose it in the lights. They usually drop it. They usually catch the first two, though. I mean, that was an NFL DB yesterday. And that that wasn't the third round of the catch catch. That was like the second one you do. That you see average citizens make that catch a lot. And he dropped it. You know? Does the bad version of Stafford show up at the Super Bowl? In their own SoFi stadium? Second straight year. Home team in the Super Bowl. I remember for years and years, oh, they'll never let it happen. NFL never let it happen. Last year was, you know, it was weird. You know, COVID, it wasn't like it was packed and it wasn't your traditional type Super Bowl. This year you're going to have millions upon millions in L.A., obviously not getting into the game, but just all over the city covering the Super Bowl. The game will be sold out. There'll be a lot of corporate suits. There'll be people pretending to pull for the Rams. I'm sure Cincinnati will travel. I mean, their they're fans have waited a long time, so they've never won one. But from like a, 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 a fan standpoint for a Super Bowl, for years when you would think of, man, if a team, if a home team ever got to host the Super Bowl, it'd be wild. And then last year you saw it and it was anything but, and COVID had something to do with it. And this year you'll see it and it's like, eh, it's the Rams. It's L.A. It's, it's not all that it's cracked up to be. Now, you know, <laughs> the Cowboys ever hosted a Super Bowl and play in it? Although, you know, that's never going to happen as long as Jerry Jones is still around. I mean, Joe Burrow's won as many playoff games in the last 16 days and the Cowboys have won in the last same amount that the Cowboys have won in the last 25 years. But my point is, if they were like hosting a Super Bowl or if the Saints obviously were hosting a Super Bowl, it'd be, it'd be nuts. It'd be insane. Rams doing it, it's like, eh, okay. All right. Sure, whatever. I mean, if the Bucks ever did it and did it in like a normal circumstance where it wasn't sort of the during the pandemic, it'd be a little different than it was last year. Speaking of the Bucks, looks like Tom Brady's hanging it up, but he got really mad that he didn't get to tell everybody he's hanging it up. He's kind of retired. We'll dig more into that next hour. 
take some phone calls, take a look back at yesterday in sports. There was a major milestone in tennis yesterday. I don't know how many people even noticed. Kind of feels a little lackluster to me. I'll explain why. This is ESPN Lafayette. Best ticket in sports. Don't go anywhere. Eight o'clock hours right around the corner. This is the Great Scott Show on ESPN Lafayette. What up, guys? It's Scott. You know I'm here to tell you about the DraftKings Sportsbook because it is officially live in Louisiana right now with mobile sports betting just in time for the big game. Right now, you can place a bet in Louisiana with DraftKings Sportsbook without leaving the comfort of your couch. To add to the excitement, DraftKings is going to give new customers a special offer. You don't want to miss it, guys. Bet just $5 or more on any playoff game and win 280 in free bets if your team is victorious. Use the promo code 1420. The wait's over. Head to DraftKings Sportsbook app now. It's live. You can do all kind of fun stuff like same game parlays where you combine multiple bets from the same game for that bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. DraftKings is safe. It's secure. It's reliable. And best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. It's simple. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code 1420 and get 56 to 1 odds on any team. Bet just $5 or more and win 280 in free bets if your team wins. That's promo code 1420 this week at DraftKings Sportsbook. 21 plus, physically present in Louisiana. Availability varies by parish. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for full terms and conditions. Licensee partner, Golden Nugget Lake Charles. Gambling problem? Call 1-877-770-STOP. ESPN Lafayette, the best ticket in sports. Great Scott! The Great Scott Show. And as they head into the final furlong, all of the other radio stations and radio hosts are left in the wake of a keen turn of speed by the Great Scott Show, the champion! With Scott Prather. Steal the show. Hello! Welcome in to the 8 o'clock hour of the Great Scott Show. I'm Scott Prather. What's up? If you're just joining us, we uh, thoroughly covered and discussed and analyzed and dissected the conference championship games yesterday in the NFL. Phone lines are open this hour at 337-269-1077. A few other things I mentioned we'd get into this hour. One, we're not going to spend much time on this. And we talked a little bit about UL hoops last hour. Not too much, but we'll get into that more, um, certainly as the week goes on. Rafael Nadal took the lead in overall Grand Slam titles. He won the Australian Open yesterday, his 21st Grand Slam title. Not many folks here were watching. They were kind of covering the NFL quite a bit. But there was a three-way tie between Federer, Nadal, and Djokovic. A lot of people would say, oh, well, Federer is the GOAT. Or if Djokovic breaks it, he's the GOAT. Not as many Nadal folks out there because so many of them are for the French title. But if Djokovic had gotten to play, it would have been different. I mean, Djokovic's whole shadow was kind of just lingering over that whole tournament. 
And many of you might have already forgotten what happened two weeks ago in terms of why he wasn't in it. Australia and the visa and the vaccine or the not vaccine and everything like that. This hour, we'll talk a little bit about Tom Brady being mad he didn't get to retire on his own terms. More from Conference Championship Sunday. The Bengals. The Bengals are in the Super Bowl. Unbelievable. Lou Anarumo. You don't know who he is? He's the defensive coordinator for Cincinnati. Dude deserves some credit. Zach Taylor, you might not even know what he looks like, the head coach. Mike Brown, he's the owner, the cheapest one in the NFL. He doesn't even have an indoor facility, which he's been promising to the Bengals for, oh, I don't know, a decade now. But guess what? His team's in the Super Bowl. Let's head to the phone lines. Good morning. Welcome into the Great Scott Show. Hello. Good morning, Scott. How you doing today, buddy? Hey, man, your team's in the big one, huh? Mr. Rams fan? Scott, Scott one day I got to say, Scott, I'm going to the Super Bowl, baby. Scott, ain't it been good for me, Scott? Having the Bucks won the uh, basketball championship uh, last year? You might, you're probably the only person in the world that's a, uh, and, and to your credit, as long as I've known, you've always been a fan of them, so I know you're not a wagon jumper, but like a Bucks and a Rams fan. Like that's a, that's an odd combo. So yeah, you're living right. And this time, you didn't even need the officials. You got in on your own. It was good. I, I, I'm serious though. It was like there was that was one good thing about that's one good thing about today. Like I didn't bring up officials in the first hour at all. Right? No one's talking about the officials today. They're talking about the coaches, the players, the quarterbacks, this, that, and the other. That's that's a good thing for the NFL. And I'm not I'm not trying to be cute with it i'm being serious you know what i mean yeah you're right i think each team uh each game they would need the team got down like over five times so i mean yes it was a it was a good both games are pretty clean they're both pretty physical stuff but you also got to remember my dodgers won in a couple of years too and you know i'm a dodgers fan too right just 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 to just enjoy it man enjoy it while you got it you don't know. You don't know. You don't know. You know. You don't know if you're winning in 13 days. So if you do, you live it up, man. Enjoy. That's that's the thing about the Chiefs. You know, I, I'm guilty of it. We're probably all guilty of it. We kind of put the cart before the horse. I never use the word dynasty. People start talking about oh dynasty. Maybe they're a dynasty. They've won one Super Bowl with Mahomes. One. Well, he's young. They'll be back. You never know, man. You just never know. You don't know when you're going to get back. You, you, they got way too cute yesterday, and, uh, and you know for the Rams, I Tart drops that pick, and you know Cooper Cup's the best receiver in the NFL, and they they did enough to win, and so they get to stay at home, which I think is a maybe a bigger benefit than the whole idea of like playing at home. It's the idea that you get to practice. You don't you get to stay in more of a game routine, which Super Bowl prep is anything but. And I think I think that's a big part of it. I think it's a I think that's where the bigger advantage is. Aside from oh well, there'll be some Rams fans in the stands. You know what I mean? Right. I, I'm not even worried about the home field advantage. What if they, they probably won't be as much uh, at championship game because all going to be corporate ticks and all that uh, all that involved. But you know the one Ram I'm most proud of and I'm so happy for is Aaron Donald. My God, man, he had that beautiful comparison, man. That, that's the best player in the NFL for the last decade. No question about it. And you know what? He deserves to go there. And Scott, he didn't he been there once. And I have a feeling he's going to go out there and be a Super Bowl MVP, buddy. You have a good day. I'm going to enjoy it, Scott. You got it. I'm sure you can place a bet on that. 
DraftKings. The end of, if Aaron Donald had a big game in the Super Bowl, as much as you know the league promotes offense and quarterbacks, they would love to put that next to him. Like Von Miller's on the Rams. He has a he has a Super Bowl MVP next to him. It doesn't happen often in Super Bowls, but when it does, it's usually a star player on a team where the offense is, you know, the Rams' offense is better than, you know, what the Broncos did in that Super Bowl cup, you know, what, six years ago. And certainly better than what the Ravens did the 2000 season when, when Ray Lewis won it. But you don't have Super Bowl MVPs on the defensive side often. You had the, uh, the linebacker for the Seahawks. I don't even remember the cat's name, honestly, off the top of my head, but he wasn't a star player. But... Yeah, if Aaron Donald got it, I, I think the league would uh, would love that. ESPN Lafayette, good morning. Welcome into the show. Hello? Hi, welcome in. Hey, Scott. Yes. I noticed that this morning you were talking about uh, uh, toward dropping that, um, that uh, pretty much was a punt. But at the end of the day, the Rams were only down by three points. Do you think that the 49ers had enough offense to really seal the game with a three-point lead? Maybe, maybe, because the Rams didn't have any more timeouts. Um, you know, they would have had all the momentum at that point. The Rams were kind of, it, it's it's such a momentum, the, the, the emotions and the momentum that go into something that is that big. Right. It left the Rams not just enough time to tie with, you know, I think it was a 40 plus yard field goal, but also enough time to tie, get a defensive stop and have the ball back on offense. I mean, the Niners conceivably, if they had gotten like three first downs, could have, you know, kicked a field goal and gone up six with like barely any time left. Just three first downs. Right. Not to mention, I mean, Tart also could have ran that thing back into field goal range, possibly. Like there was, there was a lot right there on that. Plus, you know, there was a lot of there was a lot of room to run. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, I I don't. Oh. There's no there's no guarantees. Certainly, I mean, no, there's no way you can guarantee anything. But it it felt like the biggest missed opportunity of the game by a mile. It gave the Rams so much life, right? Entirely, just a, a you know momentum. It felt like okay, let's not screw this up again. We have another shot here. Um, whereas the Niners, there was a lot of criticism of why didn't they go for it on fourth and two from the Rams 45. And if they get that pick right after, then it looks good. Uh, but, you know, they didn't. And, and I understand I, that. But if they, don't, if they don't get that fourth and two, and the next thing you know, they'd be, uh, Kyle Shanahan is being criticized all morning today. Sure. Because they were going to put the Rams at half, basically at, um, at midfield. And the one thing I know about the Rams is that they're on the orthodox team. They they use timeouts. They use they don't care about draft picks. They had they, they had no time they had no timeouts left after that at that point because McFay had two terrible challenges that he had no shot at winning and he had a, a freak out timeout to avoid a delay a game. Like it eesh. I understand that, but they they've been using timeouts the voice way done during the whole season. But for some reason everything works out. It always does. For them, seems like it. Also, keep in mind, we talked about one side of the play. Uh, during that game, Jalen Ramsey dropped two uh, interceptions himself. So there's a lot of ebbs and flow in the game that could have gone a lot of different. Usually things that happen happen for a reason. Uh, when it comes to the, to, to the Super Bowl matchup, I think the Rams 
could have gotten them e- uh, I shouldn't say easier because easy is not easy. Nothing is easy in the championship game. But it's a good matchup for the Rams. Their defensive line against that offensive line. I guess so. That's what everybody's you saying. Agree or disagree? That's what everybody's saying. But Burrow just keeps winning. No, Burrow's keep winning. But but I just think that the Rams got too much firepower and and the better defense. Well, they're 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 minus three and a half. But if the game is 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 tied late, I trust one team more than I trust the other. The Rams I have more Burrow's talent. Make, all right, you're right. I trust Burrow's to me. If it's close. I trust Burroughs to make the right decisions uh, because of their coaching. Yeah, you know, his, I agree with that. His, 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 you know, he's he's got Stafford's had thirty four regular, you know, fourth quarter comebacks in the regular season. Right? He's he's pretty good. I'm just I'm just talking about lately. I'm talking about McVeigh. I mean, it it seems like Burroughs playing at this high level at the moment. That's uh, that's wild. But yeah, if the Rams win, it's going to probably be on their front four. You know, Von Miller, Von Miller is an edge rusher, and certainly Aaron Donald. Uh, it's a huge mismatch against the Bengals' O line for sure. But Burroughs managed to hold his own against some great pass rushers. Think about getting sacked nine times against the Titans, and um, I don't know, man. I we we we, we will see. Um, okay, it'll be see. it'll be it'll be fun. But thirteen days away, plenty of time to break that game down, okay. especially next week. Thank thank you thank you. When a team loses, you look back at the plays that the, the giant momentum shifts. That's what you do. You, that's what you look back at. When you're the team that wins, you don't look back at all the, oh, he dropped this pick or he dropped that pick. No, you're just like, oh, when a close one, you just rub the sweat off of your head. You're like, oh, my God, just breathe easy. Just breathe easy. Kirk emails talking about the Kansas City Cincinnati games. His last play of the first half sounded like Andy Reid explained it away by saying the look wasn't there, but that really looked like a wide receiver screen that Hill got tackled on, allowing the clock to run out, resulting in Kansas City getting nothing zero not up. Excuse me on that possession. You know that was a play I talked about a lot last hour. The Chiefs get too cute. There is a time and a place. The AFC Championship game is not that. Just win the game. Bengals, Chiefs, Taylor, two halves. It kind of felt similar to their Week 17 game. But the, you think about that game yesterday, all right, and how it started. I mean, you're thinking Kansas City minus seven, poof, or minus seven and a half, depending on maybe when you lay the bet, or certainly Kansas City with the money line. You're like, here we go. I mean, are you kidding? This is done. This is done. I mean, they had, at the start of the game, three and out for Cincinnati, Chiefs, 11 plays, 84 yards, touchdown. Couldn't be stopped. Couldn't be stopped. They had one third down on the entire drive. It was a third and one. The rest of them just down the field. Bengals, they get a field goal, 7-3. Got to give the ball back to the Chiefs. Down the field, boom, touchdown. Only two third downs on the drive, both very short, third and three, third and two. Cincinnati, punt. Kansas City, 
Eight plays, 72 yards, touchdown. One third down play the entire drive, third and one. It felt like they could not be stopped. Cincinnati finally gets a touchdown, but it, it was like Samaj Perrin, he P. Ryan, he, he caught a screen with 41 yards. It felt more like just a defense just totally whiffing on the play. And credit to Cincinnati, but you're like, well, you know, they've got 105 left. Kansas City's going to probably go down and score. And they went right down the field. Right? 33 yards, Mahomes to Tyreek Hill. 14 yards, Mahomes to Tyreek Hill. 9 yards, Mahomes to Kelsey. 10 yards, Mahomes to Pringle. And there you are. Oh, Mahomes had another one, right? Oh, it was a, it was the defensive PI on Eli Apple. So there you are. They had it first and goal at the one with nine seconds left, and they came away with nothing. After that defensive PI by Eli Apple, the Chiefs offense was stuck in a rut the rest of the game. They got too cute. You don't need to, if you're going to run an extra play from the one with five seconds left, it better be quick, boom, where it's either incomplete or a touchdown. You don't throw the ball in front of the of, of the pylon of the end zone. What? Much people bagging on Eli Apple. He makes a big tackle. And from that point on, the Chiefs scored three points the rest of the game. Late in the game, they get cute. They have it first and goal again, tied up, end of regulation. At the five, Cincinnati has used all of their timeouts, and all they got was a field goal. They get a touchdown, it's over. Kansas City in the second half. After all, after going up and down the field in the first half, not punting a single time, three touchdowns, and then coming up short of the goal line after everything, first and goal at the one. Punt, punt, interception, punt, punt. So the idea that, oh, it's the Chiefs. Here they go. They, you get it in overtime. It's going to end, right? Wrong. They needed the touchdown. They needed it, but instead they just went backwards. Back-to-back sacks by Cincinnati, who in the second half changed their defensive game plan, rushed four, dropped seven, and it worked like a charm. And then, oh, the Chiefs win the toss, and everyone's like, oh, here we go again. Everyone was way too arrogant and cocky. Here you go again. Have you watched the Chiefs in the second half? Really? Boom, interception, Von Bell. Joe Burrow, couple first downs, Joe Mixon, McPherson, McAutomatic Pherson, field goal, and the Bengals, who hadn't won a playoff game since the 1990 season, 17 days ago, have now won three in 16 days and are going to the Super Bowl. It's like the Chiefs, as great as they are, won Super. I mean, Andy Reid, as great as he is, future Hall of Famer, won Super. All these championship games of both conferences just eh. Super Bowl loss in each conference. A lot of championship game losses in each conference. They got the win over the Niners. 
when they were down 10 in the fourth quarter, but Kyle Shanahan can't hold on to a double-digit lead in, in the fourth quarter of a playoff game. And the Bengals go in. And it all started at the end. You, they got too cute. Take the three. Take the three. Mahomes even admitted after the game that he didn't look enough for the check down, that he was looking for the big play too much in the second half. Whenever Cincinnati was like, we're going to rush four and drop seven. And and Trey Hendrickson, who continues to earn his salary. I guess great pass rusher. Saints let him get away. When he's in year five, he's about to play in his 12th playoff game in 13 days, and it's going to be a Super Bowl. On one hand, it felt like KC gave the game away. On the other, it felt like Cincinnati took it. Did Kansas City choke or did the Bengals take it? It was a bit of both. Come on. Come on. The Chiefs had it. The Chiefs. The Chiefs had it first and goal at the one with nine seconds to go in the first half and got zero points. The Chiefs had it first and goal at the five at the end of regulation with timeouts. So time wasn't a factor for them. It was a factor for Cincinnati if the Bengals couldn't get in. And the Chiefs ended up going backwards and having to settle for a 44-yard field goal. The Chiefs offense, I tell you before the game, you think they can they can get any points first and goal from the one? You think first and goal from the one at the end of one half, first and goal from the five at the end of the second half, you think they'll get more than three points? And if your answer was yes, the Chiefs would have won. They didn't. Three points. They lose an OT. And now the cheapest owner in the NFL, his team's going to the Super Bowl. Mike Brown whose team still practices at an outdoor practice facility, what, underneath an interstate where they have to cross the street every day to get to practice? Where they can't practice whenever there's lightning in the area? Where this Friday, when they'll probably do a run-through before they get on a plane and head to L.A.? A plane. Mike Brown would probably rather than bus there. Just put them on a couple of buses. They have a... <laughs> but before they get on a plane to go to L.A., it's going to be one degree is the low. He's been saying for years, yeah, we're going to get an indoor facility and stop stop with this. Scott, they have a lot they they kind of have one. They have a little indoor thing that's 20 yards long. It's not the actual indoor facility. Stop it. You think suddenly he's going to start spending now? Why? He's got his team in the Super Bowl. Joe Burrow, man. His two third down scrambles in the fourth quarter on the go-ahead drive for Cincinnati where they took a three-point lead. Looked like they were going to go three and out. He scrambles for the first. A couple plays later, third and seven, he scrambles for the first. What a player. And he, if the Bengals win the Super Bowl, would be the first player ever. I'm sorry, not first player. Would be the first quarterback ever to win a national championship, a Heisman Trophy, and a Super Bowl. I know some running backs have done it. Marcus Allen, Reggie Bush. But no quarterback's done it. Burrow could do it. In the span of, what, three seasons? In, in what, two years? Two calendar years in a couple of weeks? They're going to have their work cut out for them. The Rams an early three-and-a-half-point favorite in that one. You can email me, scott at ESPN Lafayette. Phone lines are open. Scott at 
ESP and Lafayette email phone line is 337-269-1077. Saints defensive coordinator Chris, uh, excuse me, Saints secondary coach. Chris Richard is uh, interviewing for some D.C. jobs. As far as the Saints head coaching job goes, Mickey Loomis said over the weekend, yeah, we're not going to rush it. We're not going to rush it. We're going to take our time. Looks like Josh McDaniels going to take the Raiders job where Raiders interim coach Rick Pasicchia, who got them into the playoffs, is now interviewing for the Jags head coaching job. But you knew it was a big day for the NFL in terms of the, the games. When here we are on Monday and Tom Brady is not the center of attention, is not the center of the conversation when an ESPN report came out Saturday that he was going to retire. Jeff Darlington, Adam Schefter reported it. Then uh, Greg Allman of The Athletics said that Brady contacted the team directly and said he has not made a final decision about retirement. He's also due a four, what, a big bonus on February 4th? There's been speculation that he would retire since his show which I haven't watched, The Man in the Arena, which is on ESPN+, Plus, didn't air its episode. It was coming out with an, a weekly episode, and then the last one just didn't air, and there was speculation that, oh, it's going to be part of a retirement thing. And now it's apparently not going to air until the spring. This felt very much like someone let the cat out the bag, and Brady was not happy about it. He had made his decision. Word got out. He wanted to tell the team. He didn't get to. He wanted to have a big media show, do it himself on his own terms. He didn't get to. And as far as the report that he's waiting for February 4th just to just to get the money, that's also not accurate either. His contract pays him the deferred $15 million bonus February 4th, but he actually already got the bonus. He doesn't have to be on the roster to get it. Like, it's automatic. He could be, he could retire, not be on the roster, and he's still getting it. And if he does retire, he has to pay back $16 million no matter what. So all of the stuff in his contract is already done, regardless of if he announces before February 4th or not. This, I think, was more than anything. The cat getting out of the bag and Brady not being too happy about it. His dad getting on TV saying, oh, he's, he's not retiring. He's still thinking about it. Yeah. Yeah. If for some reason he didn't, everyone would just be like, oh, he's just he just came back for another year to be petty. Yeah, I don't think so. I think that's probably it. If it is, uh, the NFC South will probably be the weakest division in the NFL next year. Up for the taking, but the weakest division in the NFL. 25 after the hour. Clark emails. Scott, what was the deal with Eli yesterday? It seemed like he couldn't get going. Did the Niners run the right kind of play calls? 
I mean, did they run the right kind of play calls? I guess not because they lost. You win or you lose. That's really what it comes down to. But the Rams, they're tough to run on. And I think for Eli, certainly it seemed like in the second half, it was there was just nowhere to run between the tackles. I think Mitchell, Elijah Mitchell finished with like 20 yards on 11 carries. It was tough. The Niners as a team, they had 50 yards on 20 carries. It was not the kind of game plan, the kind of recipe they want to try to win a game. Like Jimmy Garoppolo late, right? Two chances, two shots on the last two drives, and it, it was not good at all. It was pretty bad. And why no Debo Samuel in the fourth? He's a game changer. But as far as Eli goes, I mean, it just get a nine-yard run and the rest of them, it was it was really, really tough for It's really tough for him. 337-269-1077. Appreciate the email. Said back to the phone lines. Good morning. Welcome into the show. Uh, hopefully Andy Reid retires. It's time for him to uh, end it. I'm tired of this. Um, yeah, he had a nice run. But to not kick a field goal at the end of the first half, I knew. Once I saw that, I said the Bengals going to come back and win this game. The, the two biggest plays yesterday play, to me was, was, was that. Well, no, they just they get too cute. I, I don't think they're. I, I think they were just getting too cute, which is what they do sometimes. Like, take the points. Even if you call a play, five seconds from the from the two, it's it's enough time. But throw it in the end zone, like, right away. Like, you can't, you cannot throw that ball in front of the end zone under any circumstance. And you can't take your time with it either. You can't run around and scramble. That play and then the, the, the tart dropped interception felt like, man, the, the, these are the ones that are going to come back to haunt these teams. And in a lot of ways, that's what it felt like, man. I'm not tripping on the DB dropping an interception. You know, I think sometimes they get overplayed. Uh, Ramsey dropped one. Yeah, uh, he that, did. That but in that, I, yeah, I'm not with you. In that moment, whenever the Rams don't have any timeouts, the Niners still had the momentum, and the guy had room to run, it was... Ramsey dropped some, but that the base tart was basically fielding a punt. I mean, that you do you could have caught that ball. I don't know. I would never. Uh, nah, I'm not that type of guy. I would never discredit an athlete like that. Uh, there's a reason why he's on the football field. I never. Well, he said after the game, I and I quote, "I deserve all the criticism for that drop." So, well, of course, you know that. <laughs> well, that's that's what a man's supposed to do. Um, what about to say? Um, it's just funny, huh? What's what's who was this? Fifty six. Uh, I believe I believe it's fifty-seven. Or no, no, is it is it fifty-six? Actually, you got me, bro. I don't even know. All I know is for the first fifty-something, you know, no team ever hosted, and all of a sudden, two years in a row, two years in a COVID, row, we got teams, we got teams hosting Super Bowl, Super Bowl fifty-six at SoFi Stadium. Uh, like I said, man. Hopefully, Andy Reid in the next couple of days say, you know what, I'm done. And just go ahead and promote Bianami and get this over with. Uh, they need new blood there. Uh, his what, what was that, Pat, Pat, Patrick Mahomes? What were you doing in the uh, in the waning moments of the fourth quarter? They scored three points the entire second half, and it came on the last play of regulation. It's like, almost like they said. It's almost like they were like they got to the one. Okay, we we, we did enough. We we, we just they, again they get so cute. Like get in the end zone. But, but, my thing is this: they were getting cute in the early in the year when everybody was panicking, saying they were they weren't going to make the playoffs, which I thought that was kind of just overkill. 
and you sitting up here lamenting that we just try to go like we were just looking for the deep. Like, come on, man. Um, oh, oh, like I say, man, to Melvin. Hopefully, you you get a chance, man. Because man, I want the Rams to destroy the Bengals. So, hopefully, Melvin get his chance, man. Um, his redemption from the the eighteen. Well, when they lost to the Patriots, but um, yeah, I want to see uh, Beckham get him one. Why do you hate you the know? Bengals? So. Uh, I don't hate the Bengals. I, I just hate their. Uh, I don't hate the Bengals. I got nothing against no player. You know, I root for them. I root for all players, but <laughs> I, I just don't like the narratives that that's, that's being put out there. So, like I said, hopefully the Bengals lose, and that's all I have to say about that. Uh, you have a good one. Thank you. Thanks. I root for the Bengals. Tyler Shelvin, man. Plenty of. I, 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 come on, I'm not rooting for the Rams, please. I'll say this, though. I respect the Rams for going all in. On one hand, you have one franchise that, like, their owner's known as the cheapest in the, in the sport, in Mike Brown. They don't like to pay their, their players. They don't give in to trade demands. They never trade picks in the draft. And you got the Rams who has an owner that's willing to spend like, you know, an obscene amount of money to take a team out of a city, go somewhere else, trade away draft capital, trade it all away. I mean, in terms of how these teams got to where they are, yeah, they both have two quarterbacks that were taken number one overall, but one was acquired via a trade and is older and the other was drafted because the team was bad. They were 2-14 and 14 a couple of years ago. But what I respect about the Rams is that they went all in. If you're a fan of a team, and I know the Rams don't have you know some large fan base, even though they're in L.A. currently. For the Rams fans that are out there, People that dog on them for oh they're trading away this to trading away that do it heck I don't I don't like the Bucks I respected the fact that last year they went all in when you have a chance to win a championship you take it it doesn't always work it can backfire we've seen it before and it might not work for the Rams they could lose in thirteen days but you know what's always better than future assets and and salary cap space winning a championship. Oh, the Rams have been going all in for years. Yeah, this year, a little Stafford, Odell, Von Miller. I can't hate on them for it. They're, they're, they're going for it. Will it work? I don't know. I don't know. What a weird Bengals ramp. What a weird, what an odd Super Bowl. Super Bowl 56. We'll take a quick timeout. Or your emails. Charles has a theory. He emailed about Tom Brady to retire or not to retire. We'll dig into that. Others sharing their thoughts about the Bengals. Their crazy ascent. We'll get to your emails. Talked a little Cajun hoops last hour. We're going to do that more later in the week for sure. 
Working on getting some interviews lined up with uh, UL softball coach Jerry Glasgow. Softball season begins a week from Friday. UL baseball coach Matt Deggs, two weeks from Friday. Going to have guests on the next two weeks regarding the Super Bowl quite a bit as I do every year. I appreciate you guys spending your mornings with me. Don't go anywhere. Great Scott Show continues right there, right after this on ESPN Lafayette, the best ticket in sports. What up, guys? It's Scott. You know I'm here to tell you about the DraftKings Sportsbook because it is officially live in Louisiana right now with mobile sports betting just in time for the big game. Right now, you can place a bet in Louisiana with DraftKings Sportsbook without leaving the comfort of your couch. To add to the excitement, DraftKings is going to give new customers a special offer. You don't want to miss it, guys. Bet just $5 or more on any playoff game and win 280 in free bets if your team is victorious. Use the promo code 1420. The wait's over. Head to DraftKings Sportsbook app now. It's live. You can do all kind of fun stuff like same-game parlays where you combine multiple bets from the same game for that bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. DraftKings is safe. It's secure. It's reliable. And best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. It's simple. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code 1420 and get 56 to 1 odds on any team. Bet just $5 or more and win 280 in free bets if your team wins. That's promo code 1420 this week at DraftKings Sportsbook. 21 plus, physically present in Louisiana. Availability varies by parish. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for full terms and conditions. Licensee partner, Golden Nugget, Lake Charles. Gambling problem? Call 1-877-770-STOP. Hey, this is Rich Eisen, and you can hear me every day on ESPN Lafayette from noon to 3 on The Rich Eisen Show. Sports talk that's so legit, it smells like beer and chicken wings. I mean, can't you smell it? I'm smelling barbecue, too. ESPN Lafayette, ESPNLafayette.com, and the ESPN Lafayette app. Welcome back into the Grace Scott Show. Emails, you can hit me up, Scott at ESPNLafayette.com. Troy emails, says, sorry, Maury. Said you were not the daddy when it mattered most. You reminded us 15 times he was their daddy Friday and the Rams won. The Rams did win. I was wrong, as I said last hour. Although I did catch that Niners plus three and a half. But, yes, when it mattered most, after owning McVay, Kyle Shanahan. You are not. You are not the father. I should have put more stock in the fact that Shanahan in the postseason, blows leads. The last four times a double-digit lead in the fourth quarter was blown, where a team had a double-digit lead and lost the game, Kyle Shanahan has been involved in three of those four games. Yesterday, in the Super Bowl a few years ago, when the Niners were up by double digits on the Chiefs, and of course... 28 to 9 going into the fourth quarter. Joe Buck. Arthur Blank loving it. The Falcons up big. Yeah, he was the OC. He had a 28-3 lead in the Super Bowl, 28 to 9 with the Falcons in loss. I ish. That that Rams Niners game, it was almost like Shanahan and McVay were going back and forth trying to figure out who could lose it. It was like, man, it's a shame somebody hard fought game, a shame someone has to win it. That's what it felt like for a while there in the fourth. Clark emails. 
Scott, this is textbook Brady. He's retiring, though he's not. He just wanted to get one over on the media who has always crapped on him. Isn't it great? He gets Schefter to put a report out and then turns around and comes back next season. This is so Brady. I'm sorry, did you say the media, which has always crapped on him? Did you really actually just email those words? You th- <laughs> it's like it's like that Kansas City news station that tweeted out after the game, it's okay, Chiefs, we're proud of you. No one believed in us anyway. No one believed in you. You were the overwhelming favorite. I mean, my goodness. Media loves Brady. Good Lord. They've gotten tons of content out of him. They like to glaze over some of the shady things, prop up everything else. The, the, the media crapped on him for years. What? Maybe Brady comes back next year. This felt very much like he wanted to have his announcement in his own way, and the cat got let out the bag. That's what it felt like. That's what it, that's what it feels like. But no, I don't think I don't think Brady is worried about, ooh, you know what I'm going to do? Instead of enjoying my time off or getting ready for next season, if you actually believe he's going to play next season, and I don't, I'm going to get one over on Adam Schefter because that's what keeps Brady up at night. Man. Fortunately for the NFL, no one's talking about the refs today. And fortunately for... Stan Kroenke, I was talking about the ownership of the two teams in the Super Bowl. One will never leave Cincinnati and is known as the cheaper owner in the NFL. The other got his team out of St. Louis, even though he wasn't supposed to. It wasn't really covered much by the national media because they didn't want to upset their partner, the NFL. But that that there was a settlement made with the city of St. Louis a little over a month ago, for $790 million. And I was, I, I was upset that St. Louis settled. I wanted that thing to go. If that thing had gone to trial, there would have been so many. It's good for the league that it, it didn't. But the amount of questions that would have come this week to Stan Kroenke, And the NFL about the Rams and are they supposed to be here playing in a Super Bowl in the stadium that, according to the case, was starting to be built before the team had even agreed to move and all that other stuff. Of course, I say it would have, there there would have been a lot of questions asked, but it would have been reported on much anyway. I mean, the national media, certainly they don't want to, upset their partner too much in the NFL. And the reality is not that many people care all that much outside of people in St. Louis about that story. But man, 790 mil. 790 mil. Still some Louisiana flavor in the Super Bowl. For the Bengals, you got Tyler Shelvin. Lafayette native, played at Northside, spent some time at Notre Dame, played at LSU. Of course, you got Joe Burrow at LSU, Thaddeus Moss, who's on IR at LSU, Brandon Wilson, who's from Shreveport, he's on IR, Jamar Chase, of course, from the West Bank, played at LSU, Trent Taylor, stud wide receiver to Evangel Christian. 
set records at Louisiana Tech for most receptions. And that's hard to do when a guy named Troy Edwards played there once. Making big plays in the postseason after being on the practice squad a lot this season. He's out there making plays on special teams. And he caught that two-point conversion yesterday. Cam Sample on the D-line for Cincinnati. A rookie out of Tulane. Cincinnati's D-line was great, especially in the second half. All right, in the second half, we're going to change it up. We're going to rush four, drop seven in coverage for the most part, and it worked. For the Rams, you got three. You got Whitworth. You got Odell. Whitworth from Monroe, played at LSU. Odell from New Orleans, played at LSU. And then you got Raymond Colley, Brobridge native. Played at Cecilia, though he's on IR and has been all year, but if they win... Still gets that ring. Speaking of jewelry. Huh. Yeah. Joe Burrow out there wearing his necklace with diamonds on it. And was asked after the game. It was like a Nike necklace or something. Was asked after the game if they're real. Make too much money to have fake ones, so <laughs> they're real. Yeah, they're real. Jamar Chase, how do you feel about that? I'm gonna say mine because it's Nike check, not diamonds. I think it's just gold. Um, <clears throat> but man, it's been fun playing with that guy. Um, he's a great quarterback, and the rest of his team. So uh, I'm glad to be in this position. Good job, Jamar. People sitting there asking him about diamond necklaces and do you have more, do you have that? And he's like, yeah, maybe mine, but I'm just glad to be playing with him. Reroute the conversation there. Should be about football, right? Should be about football. ESPN Lafayette, the best ticket in sports. 337-269-1077. Has Matt Stafford taught us a lesson about life and where you're at in life? And your job? I think so. I'll explain next. This is the great Scott Show on ESPN Lafayette, the best ticket in sports. And woulda. Back in 82, I used to be able to throw a pigskin a quarter mile. Are you serious? They all play here. Coach would have put me in fourth quarter. We'd have been state champions, no doubt. ESPN Lafayette. ESPNLafayette.com and the ESPN Lafayette app. ESPN Lafayette. E to the S to the P to the N. The best ticket in sports. Welcome in to the Great Scott Show. Final segment here. Tomorrow, scheduled to have some interviews with Gary Broadhead and Bob Marlin. And Ralph Malbro, my friend from Saints Happy Hour Podcast, scheduled to be on. Jay Walker, of course, in studio in the 8 o'clock hour. 
Yes, later in the week. One day I'm supposed to uh, have a combo with Jonathan Vilma. Looking forward to that. Working on some other stuff for you guys as well. So I I didn't come up with what I'm about to tell you. I saw uh, Phil Lewis tweeted. He works for, I think, the Huffington Post. He's from Detroit originally. He said, Matt Stafford left the Lions and went to the Super Bowl. The lesson? Leave that job today. If you're not happy where you are, if you're doing well but just can't get to where you need to get to, go for it, man. Just go for it. Emails. Dwight emails. He says, Scott, you keep mentioning that Mike Brown is the cheapest owner in the NFL. You mentioned examples of not having an indoor practice facility in Cincinnati, and I have to admit it seems odd for an NFL team. Out of curiosity... Who is the highest paid player on their team? Um, Dwight, that would be Mr. Trey Hendrickson. The biggest contract on their team is Trey Hendrickson. Four years, $60 million. And to the former Saint who's getting ready to play in his 12th postseason game, or 11th, he is earning every single penny of that thing. Talk about a motor, a great pass rusher. I think the Rams' biggest contract is one Matthew Stafford, five years, 135 mil. Matt Stafford, who they traded for. Yeah. Two very different teams, guys. One owner who's worth billions. He married into the the Walton family who owns Walmart. The other, he inherited the team, family-run business, known as one of the, if not the cheapest owner in sports. Time for one more quick phone call before we get out of here. Good morning. Welcome into the show. Uh, it's too bad Barry Sanders and Calvin Johnson didn't have that right. Like Stafford just to get up and leave. You're right. It's crazy how that works. No no doubt about right, it. Man. Thank you. Thank you. No doubt about it. Calvin Johnson's still mad they haven't paid him the rest of the money on his contract. Dan Campbell goes in there, convinces ownership. You need to let him go. And they did. Not so much with two all-time greats like Sanders and Johnson. It's true. I'll talk to you guys tomorrow morning. Looking forward to it. Ralph Malbro, Gary Broadhead, Bob Marlin, Jay Walker. Keep it locked in. CSPN Live, we had the best ticket in sports. The Dan Patrick Show is coming your way next. For those of you that have listened to us online today, that's brought to you by Champagne's Mark on the Oil Center. Champagne's going the extra mile. What up, guys? It's Scott. You know I'm here to tell you about the DraftKings Sportsbook because it is officially live in Louisiana right now with mobile sports betting just in time for the big game. Right now, you can place a bet in Louisiana with DraftKings Sportsbook without leaving the comfort of your couch. To add to the excitement, DraftKings is going to give new customers a special offer. You don't want to miss it, guys. Bet just $5 or more on any playoff game and win 280 in free bets if your team is victorious. Use the promo code 1420. The wait's over. 
Head to DraftKings Sportsbook app now. It's live. You can do all kind of fun stuff like same game parlays where you combine multiple bets from the same game for that bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. DraftKings is safe. It's secure. It's reliable. And best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. It's simple. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code 1420 and get 56 to 1 odds on any team. Bet just $5 or more and win 280 in free bets if your team wins. That's promo code 1420 this week at DraftKings Sportsbook. 21 plus, physically present in Louisiana. Availability varies by parish. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for full terms and conditions. Licensee partner, Golden Nugget, Lake Charles. Gambling problem? Call 1-877-770-STOP. 